Come on in, guys, because it's time for another episode of Outwatch, a Survivor Rewatch podcast. Thanks for joining us, folks. We are in the middle of our rewatch of Survivor Kageyan, its 28th season. My name is Alex, and I'm joined by three of my friends who are relative newbies to the whole Survivor world, and we are episode by episode going through this season of Survivor. We hope you tuned in to season one where we broke down Survivor Pearl Islands, and we're nearing the end. Only a few episodes remain of Survivor... Survivor? Survivor Kageyan. Jeremiah, are you here? (laughs) Yeah, also I'm co-hosted by Jeremiah today. And then we'll move on to the following season, but let's not get ahead of ourselves because we are on episode nine of Survivor Kageyan today, and we will break it down in detail and share maybe just a few laughs along the way, too. Um, Without further ado, let's meet the rest of our Survivor cast on the pod. Um, Adam, welcome to Outwatch. So happy to be here, Alex. Oh, and I couldn't be happier that you are here. Um, In this episode, one of the biggest moments was Tony finding the special idol, which came to be known as the super idol, has the power to cancel votes after they are after they are read. Uh, Adam, if you were to design and integrate a new sort of special idol into Survivor, what would be your idea for such an idol? Mine would be the cheeseburger idol. And you'd, oh. uh, you'd, you'd play it before the votes are read, and Jeff would say, "This doesn't protect you, but here's a cheeseburger." <laughs> wow! So it's sponsored just... by Outback Steak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we would get a good like ten minute scene of the person who's played the idol eating the cheeseburger, yeah, yeah. talking in making, great detail, making naughty noises with their mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. talking in great detail about the canned lines that the like vp of marketing fed them about how tasty and unique this burger is probably (laughs) that's a great idol i would love to see it in survivor emily welcome to outwatch thank you for having me hey same question integrate a new special idol into the game please yeah, I didn't have a lot of time to think about this, but I think I went a little more serious than Adam. That's fine. Uh, I was trying to think it would be interesting if there were an idol at the be- more at the beginning when there's teams mm-hmm. and if um, the whole team won the idol and then they could play it before a challenge and could have some kind of advantage in the challenge. Oh, interesting. I guess that could work for an individual too, but. Huh. Yeah. I kind of dig that, like a tribal idol. Thanks. Huh. That's a cool idea. Thanks for taking my question seriously, Emily. Yeah, no problem. Hey. Hey, Scott. Welcome to Outwatch. (laughs) Hello. Uh, What would you do for your special idol? My special idol would, one, grant you immunity at the tribal council you played at. But then for the next three reward challenges, you just get to go on the reward whoa (laughs) the reward idol the reward idol interesting i bet that would get then you could definitely do some hardcore strategizing Uh for those three rewards Mm -hmm. everyone would also be pissed at you like (laughs) you've gotten to go on four helicopter rides man (laughs) and maybe eat a nice outback cheeseburger along the way that's right (laughs) love an outback cheeseburger is any who buys a cheeseburger at Outback Steakhouse? I don't yeah. think they sell burgers. It really should probably be Red, Red Robin. Robin. Yeah. Mm. And when he handed it over, it would go Red Robin, and the person would go Yum. I think I think Jeff would just pull out the cheeseburger and say Yum <laughs> until they oh, take yeah. the cheeseburger from him. Yeah, we can work out and release him from the curse. Yeah, and at that <laughs> point, the ritual will have been completed, and the Survivor <laughs> Gods would grant him a cheeseburger. <laughs> And that survivor thing in the background, the audio of the, oh. (laughs) (laughs) We should workshop an entire, like, joke season of Survivor that does incorporate some crab walk. Yes, please. Maybe lots of um, cameos for product placement. I think Mm -hmm. this could be a fun experiment. 
season four of Outwatch. Or get into our uh, our Patreon when we have one. Yeah, the Patreon. Speaking of which, um, Patreon, we don't have one, but my Venmo is uh, at Alex Gerchev. So just hit me with some cash <laughs> to support your favorite podcasters. Don't send him money. Just request $69 from him. Nice. <laughs> don't do that because I might accidentally send it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, without further ado, let's talk about what happened on this episode by taking a walk down to Tree Mail and hitting this episode piece by piece. This is episode nine, as we said, titled Sitting in My Spy Shack. <laughs> we join this episode coming back to try or coming back to camp after uh, LJ was just blindsided and Trish surprisingly is pretty okay with Tony making that move, but Jeffra is really not. She feels very betrayed and hurt by it. Um, Tony later assembles his spy shack fully by the well, and we'll see how that plays out at the reward challenge. They had to uh, take a boat and paddle through a bunch of things to get lunch in a fancy cave. And that was one by Tasha. <laughs> it's a beautiful cave. Not one of those lame caves. <laughs> Tasha, Jeffra, Spencer, and Jeremiah won that reward challenge. Um, and Tony is immediately nervous about Jeffra in the presence of that threesome as a minority on that reward. Back at camp, Wu falls out of a tree and hurts his butt real bad. And at that reward, Spencer tries to swing Jeffra over, um, and they get some letters from home. In that letter, Jeffra feels like she gets a sign from her mom, and she is convinced that she needs to flip to that minority side. Uh, at the immunity challenge, we've got a classic da uh, balance a ball on a platform challenge, which Tasha wins her second straight. And back at camp, Jeffra tells Trish that she doesn't trust Tony and starts to plant her own seeds of dissent towards Tony. While this is all happening, though, Tony is uh, flying through the jungle and finds the special idol, as we have alluded to. This special idol has the power to block votes after they are read. Effectively, a get-out-of-free card. If you get voted out, you just play this, and you're still in the game. Wild mm -hmm. stuff. Um, after he gets back from his idol hunt, Trish questions Tony in front of Jeffra. Um, Cass is under the impression that Spencer has an idol. And after, uh, Trish makes the move to kind of out Tony in front of everyone to kind of call him on his bull crap, uh, Jeffra is less nervous about Tony, decides to tell Jeremiah that she's out on the new plan. She's back with her old group. And she's not going to be voting with them. Before Tribal, Spencer tells his whole alliance that he does, in fact, have an idol from the previous couple episodes. Spencer and Tosh really go after Tony at Tribal Council, calling him out, trying to maybe get Jeffra back into the previous plan. Spencer plays his idol, but blocks a total of zero votes. And instead, the votes land five to three on Jeremiah making Jeremiah the next person voted out and the next member of our jury. Another whiff on an idol play this season. We've had three idols played and a total of zero votes canceled. Um, and Oh, yeah, that is true, isn't it? And Jeremiah is the victim in this case. Yeah. So another all-around crazy episode. Lots of stuff happens. We've got a super idol. We've got an idol play. We've got a blind side. Uh, just a classic Survivor episode. Uh, Scott, what was your favorite moment from this episode? I had many moments that I loved. Um, we were talking about this before, but the Trish quote, that looked like Morgan's boobs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. when, when referencing the papayas, it made me crack up. And <laughs> I did not enjoy Wu falling out of the tree. I don't don't cheer for that ever but i did enjoy the quote <laughs> that was super funny also uh, there Wu, were a lot of good a lot of good quotes in this episode I yeah <laughs> Wu bounced like right back up from that too that looked like bad yeah yeah i would still be down on the ground yeah, to this day <laughs> yeah this was in 2014 oh my tailbone <laughs> my sacrum <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for bringing in the biology today, Scott. 
I guess you that's are. anatomy more than biology. That is why I'm on this podcast. For that anatomy <laughs> stuff. That's what we're here for. Yep. <laughs> that's really what we're all here for. Emily, yep. did you have a favorite moment from this episode? Um, I think, honestly, it was interesting to hear Spencer at Tribal. Yeah. Because I think he was really calling people out, but he had really good points. And I don't want to mess it up with another episode in which he did it again and still had very valid points. Um, But basically, it was just kind of like, you know, your decisions matter and you can't just get like slide by at this point in this game because it's going to affect you really soon. He's a really solid tribal council performer. Yeah, I feel like he's he says the right stuff to stir things up and is well spoken. He's a trustworthy, uh, logical person. It feels like. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. Like he he doesn't try to just like every once in a while you see him kind of slip and he'll say some like cast zero chance of winning. Right. Yeah. But like for right. the most part, he's pretty like level headed. He's slowly chipping away at your sensibilities. He's mm-hmm. like, this is just you know the state of things. You know. Yeah, he's he's a really he's a very reliable narrator mm-hmm. in literary terms. That's true. That's true. Yep. Yeah. And he really did have a good idea playing his idol, which I'm sure we'll get into yeah. later. Yeah, for it's sure. unfortunate it didn't work out, but yeah, we can talk. We can talk about it now. The idol play. Spencer plays yeah. it on himself, where Jeremiah gets the the brunt of the votes. Though, uh, mm-hmm. you said you thought that was a good play based on the information that he had. Yeah. Yeah, because his his people voted for who did they vote for? Wu. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think they were trying to throw everyone else off the scent because they probably expected um, for them to vote for. Um, why can I not think this for name? Tony? Yeah, for Tony. And so that would have been a good play, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, they were also blindsided. Yeah, I I don't know. To like, I, I think it's a smart play for Spencer. You're in a position, there's a 50-50 chance of you getting the idol. They are saying we voted based off who we think is the least likely to have the idol. That's probably Jeremiah. Yeah. But at this stage in the game, like you are, you got to be so close to flipping someone. Like someone has to make a move or it doesn't matter anyway. So just staying one more day seems like the better option than like risking it mm-hmm. and going out with an idol in your pocket, you know? Yeah, it's hard to like... It's easy for us to sit here and maybe say, yeah, I should have played it on Jeremiah. But like in that situation, I would have a really hard time playing my idol for anybody else. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have a hard time just keeping it in my pocket for me. Like even if I was like, yeah, those ones probably aren't coming to me. You were going to make a sex joke. What? You're going to say something <laughs> about keeping it in my pocket and you're going to say keeping your pants or something along those I lines. Gonna I could see it in your eyes. <laughs> in a sexual way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 it's unfortunate that, I mean, nothing came of it, but I ultimately, I think it was probably a smart play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't fully understand the logic of voting for Wu beyond just like Tony flipped out every time that they voted for Tony. So like. Well, if he, if they voted for Tony and then he. Well, but who, who, who are you that, saying is going to vote for Tony? Because if it's Cass, Jeffra, Trish and Wu. So it, it was Jeremiah, Tasha and Spencer that voted for Wu. Right. And you're saying if Cass, Trish, Jeffra, and Wu voted for Tony? Well, maybe I'm thinking this wrong, but I expect it. So there's the two alliances. There's the major one with Tony, and there's the minor one with Spencer. Yeah. Right. So if if they all voted for Tony, and then he played his idol, then the larger alliance's vote would have counted, right? And that would have been one of the minor ones. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. that you, Because there's a, a good chance that Tony has and may play an idol... That's why they don't vote for him, right? That's what you're saying. Yeah. So they would want Tony to think they were voting for him. He would play the idol, and it wouldn't matter. It would go to Wu. Yep. Right. Yeah, I think that. Well, I think yeah. you're right. I, I'm trying. Or at least like get rid of his idol. Yeah. Right. And I'm ultimately, trying. like what happens with that is that that happens, but on them. You know, they right. talk about it in the episode to come, where they're like, "This was a best case scenario. We got Jeremiah out, and we flushed Spencer's idol. Mm-hmm. We're good." So yeah, yeah. I, I hear your logic. Yeah, and I think I think that makes sense. I, I don't know. Yeah. This is just such a weird situation. Isn't how how do you see Tony go rogue like that? 
and still feel secure in your, I mean, beyond the fact, I, I guess your rationale has to be, there's a majority of us still. So if we hold strong, get rid of those other three people, Jeremiah, Tasha, and Spencer, then the four of us can get rid of Tony. And then we can fight amongst the three of us or the four of us. Yeah. I think what, what surprises me is not necessarily the like Trish and Jeffra coming to the realization that like, okay, well he came to make a move if we knew about it, it might've gotten more complicated. He needed to make his move, whatever. I think what then like compounds it and makes it like hard to understand is that they then don't think along the same lines of like, and we can do that too. And so I don't want to work with Tony or I don't want to work with this person. So let's put together our coalition to do this. It's like your option is either like, listen to and get on board with tony or like get voted out it seems like are the two options in their head that's the thing like there's still four of them so they could vote out tony and still have a majority over the minority alliance and i think what's saved tony in in this episode and in the previous ones we've seen when his name gets thrown out is that he's like beating everyone else to the punch as far as making like a plan and then yep. they don't come up with a counter plan on him. They just either decide, oh, do I want to do that plan or the status quo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just it's just such a hard because the thing is, like, Tony really shouldn't be good at this game. <laughs> I, I just I don't think he should be. But the people around him aren't playing. They're not thinking far enough ahead or they're just not like considering the ramifications of everything that Tony is doing. Like yeah. Tony has taken the lead for five episodes now yeah tony is running that game yeah i think like any other season if he if there were like if there were more big personalities that were like able to go against him he would have been gone by now because like he's definitely like controlling the game at this point but we could definitely argue if he's playing a smart game yeah just because of just because of how brash he is being with it and everything well and that's the thing it seems like everyone's worried about getting to the final not what they're going to say when they get to the final. Yeah. So yeah, they're just looking at it going like, yeah, like this is working. Let's keep this train rolling. And that's it. That's the extent of the thought. Now, I, what am I going to say when they say, you know, explain to me how you didn't ride Tony's coattails here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got himself surrounded by kind of like, like Trish is very, like a very heady player, but overall, like the people that are in his alliance are very much followers yeah, they are willing. They're just thinking, let's get to the final five. Mm-hmm. Like they're not thinking, I want to win the game at this point. Yeah, I think what Tony's doing is that he's pairing his like hyper strategic, erratic gameplay with being in a majority group that actually like trusts him and that like yeah. likes him. You know, he, he surrounded himself by the right people. Apparently, yeah. is what it seems like. Yeah, and it, it is wild that. And I don't think you can put this all on like Trish, Jeffra, Wu, et cetera. And yeah, and say that like, man, they should figure stuff out and make a move. A lot of it, I think, is credit to Tony that he has gotten them to like believe in him and follow him, honestly, to without a better like way of characterizing it, at least being loyal to him and trusting him when he has shown that he is like very erratic. He's also very good at like, talking people up you get a lot of instances where he's like explaining a plan to someone and like you can see that he's doing so with like strategy and talking to the person about like from their perspective what he expects they would want to hear you know right and so i this is next episode when he's talking to Wu, but like when he's talking to lj Mm -hmm. he's talking to lj about getting rid of Wu for the purposes of getting LJ to say, I want to get rid of Wu. Yeah. But then when he's playing the same game with Wu in the next episode, he's talking to Wu like, oh man, they're going to outnumber us. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like, you know, I'm trying to get you to say this is I'm trying to get you to realize that it's in your best interest just to follow me on this. You know, yeah. like he genuinely, like he's a very, he's a good, he's good at that. He's good at looking at the person and saying, getting them to say what he wants them to say mm-hmm. and then carrying out a plan from there. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I think, Scott, you were right that most of the time when you see someone with this much agency at this point in the game, like they are doomed 
to be voted out. And we keep seeing time after time he does a big move or like rallies the votes in some way in a way that's very clearly his doing. And then he gets back to try back to camp and, you know, there's like the murmuring, oh, man, we need to get Tony out. But it, it kind of like moves on from there. So a lot of times, yeah, the the response, like the the counter to these sort of things is like, well, now they just vote that person out. And I think you see that with Jeffra, too, because she she almost goes for the opportunity to really shake things up for the long term. But she inevitably falls back on, well, I know this plan will work. We can just get this person out and I can be in for another tribal. Yeah. Well, and this is so the, the thing that I'm not seeing at this point, and I'm, I'm sure as we're nearing the last four episodes or whatever we have, we'll see it more people who are going just like, what are you going to say at final? What, what is my move? This was the moment where I took control of this game. And this was Jeffra's moment. This was when she could have said, I changed this game yeah. because of this move. She didn't take it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it came down to some of the like devil, you know, idea too, that like, yeah. even if she doesn't necessarily like or trust Tony, it's like she knows what she's getting with him. Uh, maybe she doesn't know what it would be like working with Tasha and Spencer. Um, and especially at this point for those five, like they have worked together on so many consecutive votes now. Mm-hmm. Unless like they've been blindsided by somebody on their on their alliance that, yeah, I wonder if you just kind of get like stuck in it, you know, and forget that other options exist. Yeah, I I would. I, I'm curious how like what's the longest running like how many tribal councils has the longest running alliance made it through? Interesting. Because this alliance has made it so far, even mm-hmm. with their own members getting voted off. They continue to remain together somehow. Yeah, I'd be interested. A good way to measure that would maybe be how many times like a group of people have voted together consecutively. Yeah. And like also one voted together successfully. Yeah, successfully. That's yeah, yeah. that's the big thing. Yeah. It's just, an interesting yeah, it's just wild to me like that these people are still somehow together in this moment. Yeah. If any of our viewers are survivor historians and want to hit us with that info, <laughs> would love that. Um, okay, so let's talk about the spy shack. Tony, early in the episode, completes the construction of his long-rumored spy shack down by the watering hole um, and uses it to get some useful information about Jeffra's uh, skepticism regarding here. What are y'all takes on the spy shack? Is this a survivor-savvy, smart move, or is this destined to blow up in Tony's face. I think this, <laughs> I think this is just an example of the way that Tony plays this game. He's a little bit reckless, mm-hmm. a little bit off Tony, center, but a little bit think, country, a little bit rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> but it ends up working out for him. And you're like, <laughs> this is weird, but it worked for you. That's yeah. kind of how I feel about Tony. Tony yeah. does a lot of things and most of it doesn't work, but it also doesn't blow up in his face. Hmm. And that's pretty much like Tony's game mm. is he's going to do a lot of things. And as long as it doesn't blow up in his face, he'll be all right. Yeah. I was going to say it'll go great. As long as nobody finds out about it. Right. <laughs> but yeah. Just like then, he's got it. I am like, uh, what would happen right when somebody rolls up to water and looks over and sees Tony peeking his head through like a hole in the bushes. Like, what do you do? Like, he uh, probably probably just takes that bush and then like slowly walks away. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, Tony, we see you, and he's like, I'm a bush. No, I'm not. No, I'm a bush. <laughs> You're not seeing this. <laughs> can I can I tell you a secret? I I'm not a bush. <laughs> I am a bush. <laughs> I'm like, genuinely like, impressed. <laughs> There's only a few people that would actually be like, I mean, Spencer, Spencer and Tosh and Jeremiah would be like, you know, stop trying to listen to us. Or they would take it as an opportunity to be like, oh, so you don't trust your teammates. Yeah. And all the teammates would be like, oh, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm spying on Spencer, Tasha and Luke mm-hmm. or Jeremiah, you know? So like, 
I feel like there's this just isn't a problem for anybody. Like it's just a ridiculous thing that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting the the Spencer Tony dynamic too, because like you get you get the sense that they are like kind of rivals at this point. But Spencer also, it seems like realizes how kind of strapped he is with advantages and stuff. And knows that he can't just take like a full on shot at him. And it takes like, I don't know, like strategy and complexity to actually get him out, you know? And the thing about Tony is as paranoid as we make jokes about him being, he should be paranoid. Yeah. Like he should be for, for as dominant a player as he is, he should be paranoid. And the fact that he doesn't need to be as paranoid as he is, is insane. But like, yeah, that's true. It, it just makes sense that he's paranoid. Like, Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely get like a frenemies vibe from Spencer and Tony. Yeah. Like they're like cool with each other. I get the vibe that they like respect each other's game a little bit, but also like Spencer totally hates him and wants to take him out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah. I think it's like Tony, Tony is trying to make every move he possibly can make and Spencer's waiting for his move. Yeah. Yeah. And he recognizes that move might have to be with Tony. Spencer is such a smart player that just, doesn't seem like he's ever going to get a shot. <laughs> yeah, he has been playing from the bottom pretty much from day one. Yeah, it's a real testament that he has actually made it this far. Yeah, seriously, as like probably the the ser- single biggest threat from the like minority group for pretty much the entirety of the game is pretty impressive. Yeah, I would. I don't know if he has gotten to come back on like a you know a second chance season yet or anything, but I would love to see that. Um, he has played twice, and I believe, oh. I believe it's just twice. Oh, uh, okay. I, I want to see him again. Yeah, I just like he he had such a problem in the brain tribe, and then they were in a good position until he didn't predict Cass's swing. And then he just couldn't do anything after that. He's a really, he just seems like he's a good player. I think Tasha too. I think we're seeing she's Tasha a is player. a very, I mean, she's won back-to-back challenges. She seems like she's got this social game down, but she's not like, cause this is the person who on episode three, when they vote out uh, or when, when they vote out, what's his name or episode two or whatever yeah. it is, when they vote out the other guy, in brain, when he, he makes them like sit there and Tasha is like, I want to play Survivor. Like, isn't that Tasha? Who? Yeah. 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 Like, so I mean, we see Tasha like very early on. Like, she is excited and into playing this game. Mm-hmm. Oh, she doesn't really get a chance early on, and then I think she's just sort of again like Spencer, just waiting for her move. So I think one of the central questions to this episode then is like Jeffrey's situation and what she wants to do as far as sticking with her group or swipping, swipping, that's like flipping and swapping together and swipping over to the other side. Um, In your opinion, based on the sides and what you know about the game at this point, um, what did y'all think would have been the correct move for Jeffra? Emily, do you have a thought on that one? I really think she should have flipped and tried to get Tony out. Okay. Explain. Why do you think so? Well, I mean, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but that would have been pivotal. That would have changed the game because Tony's the one kind of steering everything. And Jeffra's just kind of been riding the waves mm-hmm. so far. And so for her to be able to step up and actually get some control, because she was already worried she was at the bottom of her alliance, and she kind of is, just in terms of, you know, it doesn't look like she's shown any initiative, really. So this would have been a good opportunity for her to do that. Yeah, I think at this point in the game, like, if you're not one of the top people, like, if, if you're not Tony, like, you got to be looking to, like, get your, make your, make a name for yourself. Like, take a chance. You know, I mean, I, right. I, I agree with that. But also the position she's in is she flips and we're in a 4-4 situation. Yep. So she needs to find someone else to flip with her. And from what we saw, it doesn't seem like the other people in her alliance were that interested in flipping. Mm -hmm. I think she probably could have flipped maybe Cass. I think she could have talked Cass into it. Definitely not Trish. I think Wu would be hard to swing. 
I, I, I think that's just the situation she finds herself in is mm-hmm. she doesn't have another person to make this move with her. And without that other person, then she's just breaking off with her alliance and it's four, four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Late in the game like this, you typically see bigger moves happen on odd numbered, like when there's odd, an odd number of people left in the game for that reason. Be a swing boat. Yeah. Cause now there's no risk of a tie. You, yeah. And especially like for Jeffra, you hit a four, four tie and now you're left with the same question all over again. Like, do you flip back or do you risk putting your game like at risk by not flipping back and drawing a rock, you know? So yeah, uh, yeah I would say maybe like one, one too early and we'll have to see if next episode she changes course. But actually that, well, that here's the other problem is that now one of those people from the other side are gone and now you don't have enough, even if you do flip over. It's like yeah. four three. This so just, it's tough. Survivor's hard. And yeah, and that's the thing. I, I I think she probably didn't do quite as much as she could have to figure out am I the only one who really would want to flip here? Or is it mm-hmm. just other people are in the same boat and they don't feel like they could get another person? Yeah. But they know that Jeffra's like not happy with it. Yeah. Yeah. You could have seen them like well, they they did do I was gonna say you could have seen them like biting harder, but they pretty much straight up just asked her there at the reward challenge and the reward itself. Well, and it like, like worked. She was in and then yeah. Trish damage controlled her way back into it. Well, and that's the thing though. Like we're putting this on Jeffra. Wu had an opportunity here because he knew that Jeffra wasn't happy yeah. to swing it. Cass had an opportunity because she knew that Jeffra wasn't happy to swing it. Trish is too loyal to Tony and Tony's obviously Tony. So like there are two other people besides Jeffra who know that there's someone else who will flip with them. I know that, yeah, this is another great example, too, of Trish, like, killing the damage control from Tony's kind of mistakes, you know? We saw it with, uh, oh, who was it last time? Was it Cass? It was Cass. Yeah, she just got her on to their side. Yeah, she got him to flip from, like, the six-person alliance. Yeah, and then we saw her do it with Jeffra today, not just in, like, consoling her but even you saw her do the thing in the water where she like called tony out in front of jeffra yeah and like made him apologize basically and yeah jeffra cites that at tribal as like one of the reasons why she's back with them and feels comfortable so big props to trish again yeah go trish props Props i wonder if she'll be able to vocalize if she made it to the final would she be able to vocalize that contribution that's the thing that's like one of the most undercover ways to play survivor but like it's no arguing that she has done that extremely well yeah it's yeah it's just not as flashy as winning tribals or playing immunity idols Um, yeah another other people don't really see that either yeah well, and you may not even, even if you're, it's being done to you, you may not notice it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like she does it so well that you just, yeah. Another one of the big moments we've talked about it a little bit already is the finding of the special idol. Um, the idol that Tony willed into existence. Yes. Yeah. The one that was by this big uh, tree kind of in the middle of the woods with the weird spidery roots. Looked like a rocket ship. Did look yeah. like a rocket ship. That's what he said. It's almost like he it's almost like he just knew where to look. Yeah. Survivor's rig. Stop it. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> Think about this, dude. There are seventy-two hours every episode that happen in that in that beach, you know? Yeah. And nothing to do. What else would you do other than go look for idols? They probably, yeah. probably uh, spent like, like there there was obvious logic in looking there too. Yeah. And, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> cool yeah. landmark. I kid. I believe this idol is um, in the Survivor community referred to as the Tyler Perry idol because, um, and I we can either confirm or deny this when we watch the um, the finale reunion, but I believe Jeff talks about this new special idol and um, that his good friend Tyler Perry suggested it to him. Um, I'm sorry. Jeff is good friends with Tyler Perry. Yeah, I believe so. I believe that's the the lore behind this idol. Wild. Uh, I hate this idol. <laughs> okay, give it to me. Give me the spice. Why it's do you hate dumb. it? There's no strategy involved. It's just a get out of jail free card. Yeah. Like the other idols, you have to strate- strategically use in order for them to be effective. 
This one is literally just, hey, you found it. You're safe, even if you get votes. Yeah. <laughs> it does um, feel unfair, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a fan of this idol. It doesn't... I, I like the other idols. I think it's fine. But you, you have to be strategic when you use those. But did they... So did... did did Survivor ever give like a written clue to where that this idol was? No. Just at the so merge I, feast. It was like it's around camp somewhere. So we could argue that like the challenge or like you got to like they didn't lead you to it. If you just find it like you deserve that get out of jail free card. Could we say that? I was thinking yeah. about that sort of thing. Like it would need I think it needs to be more difficult or have some higher threshold in order for this to feel fair, like having to win. So I don't know, like there is a, a mechanic they put in in a recent season called Ghost Island where um, this was just for like standard advantages. Nothing as powerful as this, but you would have to like find this thing. And then there was almost like a mini single person challenge that they had to complete. And then if they win it, they get the advantage or whatever i feel like you in order to warrant giving something this powerful there has to be some like something that you've really accomplished like maybe it's finding where the idol is and then you know maybe there there's one hidden at a, an immunity challenge that you have to get in front of everyone or you have to compete complete this other challenge or something i don't know i feel like there should be a higher barrier that would actually be really interesting if it was like hidden at a reward challenge. Mm. So it's like the Stay only tuned. The, the only time you have a chance of getting it is when if you win a reward challenge and then you have to find it on top of that. Yeah. Stay tuned. Not this season, but for other seasons. Okay. Mm. Call me, Survivor. I can write <laughs> episodes. <laughs> With Tony being my only team member at this point i am very happy that he's the one <laughs> in possession of it help me tony vlacos you're my only hope <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about jeremiah the casualty of this episode we haven't even talked about him and that's because he is bad at survivor Oh, he's a fashion model, okay? He doesn't need to be good at Survivor. There were so I'm a fashion model. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremiah is so freaking frustrating, dude. The the worst part, this is one of the, like the single worst bits I think of Surviving that I've that I remember watching is when Jeffer comes back from that conversation in the water, goes to Jeremiah and is just flat out like Hey, Jeremiah, I talked with everybody and I know I told you I'd vote with you, but I don't think I'm going to do that anymore. I don't think you'll have my vote anymore. And Jeremiah's just like, all right. Okay. Yeah. No worries. Totally cool. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Love you. It's like, oh my gosh. what are you so doing? That made me so mad. Yeah. It. I would have raised hell. Everybody on that beach would have known. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so bad on all fronts. Like Jeffrey just straight up telling him bad. And then Jeremiah just like doing nothing with that information or like rebutting her in any way. It's just like, okay, yeah, that's cool. Especially when you're the target. Like, <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Like, Dude, make her the target. He's so bad. Jeremiah is bad at this game. Good riddance. Uh, we, we have to talk about his model reveal too. that whole sequence. Yeah. <laughs> Emily, do you have takes? Yeah, I was like, I thought he had already told people that he was a model. So he said it and I was like, duh, because it's in his little, every time they interview him, it's there at the bottom. So I was just like, that's common knowledge. Yeah. But Adam and I looked him up and he's a pretty good looking model. When he's airbrushed. Yeah. <laughs> he's a good looking dude. Can't, you know, deny that. Yeah. He's a lot better looking in his model pictures than on Survivor. He's a good looking dude on Survivor. I, I bet but. anyone is better looking in model photos than they are on Survivor, to be fair. But okay, I don't know. Nah. The gets me is Jeremiah is on the Beauty Tribe. He is not on the Braun Tribe. He is not on the Brains Tribe. What did he think he was revealing there? Right. Oh, yeah. I make a living by being good looking. Yeah, that's because I'm on the Beauty Tribe. Like, <laughs> right. It was so yeah. dumb. <laughs> It's kind of like it's kind of funny because like with Tony, or like we see people that will be like like hide that they're like a cop or like an investigator or somebody that like may off like their job may offer them some kind of advantage in the game. Like uh -huh. his is just like he acts like I'm a fashion model. Like it's gonna offer him some like 
distinct advantage in the game. Like, <laughs> no, you're just you just get you take your picture take. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to, you know, it's so threatening out here to have a fashion model out here. They're so comfortable around cameras. We can't have them in this game. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what they'll do in front of one. <laughs> Spencer's response to it was so funny, too, like in confessional, where he was like, yeah, Jeremiah told us that he was a fashion model, like it was going to be some big, serious reveal. And it's like, who cares? <laughs> yeah. That's when Spencer follows up with his like, oh, I got an idol. Yeah, way to one up him, Spencer. Yeah. Such a one up. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Hey, I got an idol. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I got two idols. He held that back because people might be like, "Oh, well, you have a lot of money." But is that uh, a thing, though? Are like most models I rich? No, I, see, I don't think. I, I, don't think I don't think they are. So I can't imagine that a lot of people on the game. I don't know. Yeah, that was my only thought. I was like, maybe that's why he did that. Maybe just because like, you can Google him and see his photos. People might think he's like rich, but and say so he doesn't own like the. The Marlins. I, I thought of the, I thought of the baseball team that the owner was on. Yeah, you got that. Of. Good job. Yeah. Marlins, worst record in baseball right now, I believe. Ooh, I totally forgot about that guy. Their best player is Marlins man, though. <laughs> <laughs> Their mascot. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay, well, I, I think there's one more thing to really talk about, and that was what the heck was Tony doing at Tribal Council, particularly when Spencer played his idol. Do y'all remember uh, this? I, I I think Tony. I genuinely don't know. I like. I, I think he thought he was being like intimidating, or he was like, like he. Wa- I don't know. I, I don't know what he was doing. Yeah, like he pulls out an idol at some point in at tribal, and well, he doesn't. It, he it's still wrapped too. He never unwraps. It. Yeah, so he pulls out a wrapped idol, quote unquote. <laughs> yeah, it's like Spencer gets up to play his Tony like kind of un takes his out of his bag of tricks oh, kind of no, pulls no. it out okay. there and then You're- and then Spencer walks up and he like interrupts Jeff and is like uh Jeff can't you see the the hubris of the young lad this is clearly a fake idol and he played his anyway it's like yeah, what okay, no here's what he's doing I got it, I got it, I got it. here's what he's doing so Spencer stands up to play his idol he pulls out an idol I mean it's a real idol but he you know fake idol at the end of it to make Spencer think uh oh no they voted for I don't get it <laughs> yeah because yeah. what what he was What's he accomplishing was the lines of I'm trying to get Spencer to think that whoever he's about to play it on is the wrong person he's to play it on so I'm gonna play my idol to protect myself too I have no idea no because yeah. you can't play on the right person I don't get it yeah I, like, <laughs> No idea. I think he just wanted to show his idol. <laughs> I like, yeah. Like, I, I think on some weird way he thinks that he was getting in Spencer's head. He just wants, I think, as like he can't stand that anybody else has a cool moment. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck, woo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you played your idol? I'm gonna take out my idol too. In a sexual way. <laughs> during the balancing thing doesn't he like try to banter with jeff too and uh-huh. why, like jeff says something about uh-huh. being rocky and he's like oh yeah sure is out here jeff. yeah yeah jeff's just <laughs> commenting and he's like yo jeff this is definitely not fun nobody wants to be out here right now <laughs> thanks tone <laughs> appreciate the help <laughs> um also at tribal uh <laughs> Tony does call Jeremiah Jeremy at one point. <laughs> yeah. And Morgan in the jury is like, who's Jeremy? <laughs> I missed that. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> so, and yeah, ultimately, uh, Spencer plays that idol, blocks zero votes. Jeremiah takes the hit, goes down by a five to three count. Jeremiah joins the jury. Spencer waits to an idol. This is our first season we've watched um, with idols in the picture. We've seen three played, and as we said earlier, they still haven't blocked any votes yet. Um, what, what's been your experience with the whole idol mechanic so far? Is it is it a letdown? Has it injected some 
some energy and excitement into the game. They definitely have, they've added a definite layer to the strategy. Like, oh, we can't vote for him. Or we need to vote for the person that maybe doesn't have the idol or whatever. So maybe it's better to have your idol at this point or maybe have people think you have an idol than to actually play your idol. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I think that makes sense. No, I hear you. Yeah. Because it like in pre-idol Survivor, yeah, this is like one of the downfalls of it, you know, is it's just like, oh, well, we have the votes. And we can vote this person out, and we're just going to do it. Whereas now, it's like, okay, but they could have an idol. We have to account for that. Also, that person has the opportunity to, like, maybe go find an idol and save themselves. Mm -hmm. Instead of just being like, all right, we up. It's a 6-4 vote. Cut and dry. Dunzo. Yeah, I would say that's probably the most effective thing of the idols. I don't – just from what we've seen, it doesn't seem like – blocking votes is actually that effective of a thing. Yeah, I, I need to find it's out not likely to happen. I would love to find out what percentage of idle plays block enough votes like to stop something to like swing the tide of the vote. Right. Right. I would say it's maybe like maybe a fifth. It, it seems infrequent that this many like just whiff entirely like this, but I don't know. I feel like usually they like block a couple votes or there's, they like perform a successful split vote and it doesn't matter. It is definitely a, a sick moment though, when it's like, Oh, this person's going down. Boom. Idol. Everything turns on its head. Yeah. I, it's, it adds a layer of drama that you don't get. That you obviously don't get without it. That like just the potential of it. Yeah. Just adds so much to the game even if it doesn't actually do it. My big question is I'd be interested to see like when somebody does, like if somebody were to play their idol successfully, like they were going home. Now they're not like be interested to see if then like how much longer that actually mm. buys you in the game. Yeah. Like if for like three days or later, like, okay, now we're just going to vote them out. Or like if yeah. they are able to, you know, rally from there or whatever, it'd be, I don't know. It'd be cool to see. That's, yeah. A good observation because you would expect that, well, that person got us last time, but they don't have an idol now because they just played it. So let's try again. <laughs> it would be a common yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess that's really the problem with the idols is when they're most effective, when they can actually swing the majorities from one alliance to another, there are so many people that they could be voting out that it's hard to pinpoint that person. Right. And then later on, it might buy you a few more days, but unless you were winning immunity challenges or somehow managed to break up an alliance in those three days, it doesn't do a whole lot for you. Yeah, I think the ideal use case of it is like at like a 10 post-merge, right? Where it's like six, four, five, five, something like that. You play it, you gain control of the numbers for the the time being. Yeah. Or like then, or at like six when you're almost done anyway. I was going to say, yeah. we, we'll, we'll, we'll probably talk about this next episode if you want to make a mark, but when Tony finds the other idol and gets through that tribal, it guarantees that he will be in the final four. And if he wins an immunity, he's in the final. That's all he needs. Huh. He needs one immunity challenge after the 10th episode to be in the final. That's an astute point. Um, there is a cutoff on when you can use idols. I forget. It actually kind of fluctuates, I think, from season to season. I think it's six, maybe uh -huh. five is the last tribal that you can use hidden immunity idols. So, yeah, you can't, like, use them on at, like, four and just guarantee yourself into the finals necessarily. That's good, because that would be ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, let's award our MVPs for the episode. Um, a few contenders here today. Scott, who do you award your MVP trophy to today? Oh, I don't know. Again, there's like, there's a lot of ways you can go. I would, um, again, Tony gets a lot of the attention, but like, I would almost go with like Trish okay. or Tasha. Um, Trish just like, 
we, again, we kind of talked about being the strategist behind the scenes, kind of roping Jeffra back in, saving the Alliance for at least this episode, or like Tasha, like kind of flying under the radar, becoming kind of that competition threat. But I'd probably lean Trish. One for I Trish. Yeah. Emily, who's your MVP? Um, I think Trish is a good option because she is so subtle in the way that she plays the game, but she's very strategic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd also award Wu for not breaking his butt. Yes. Adam, do you have your MVP? Um, I, I, I would probably also vote Trish, but since I'm third and we've had two other Trishes, I will throw it to Tony. Tony turned on his tribe and is still in a power position on his alliance and is still in a power position yeah. in his alliance. And I, he like, found a I super idol. All of the props. Yeah, I, I would have to give mine to Tony too. I think that, yeah, Trish is a good point, a good pick. She did well in swooping in and bringing Jeffra back, but Tony found a super idol, man. This is like the single most powerful advantage that we've ever seen. Um, and yeah, like you said, he came back from a tribal where he just blindsided half of his alliance and they're all back on board with him. So good night for Tony. Let's go ahead and swing over to our fantasy survivor and give y'all an update on where we're at. Coming into this episode, Adam's earlobe tried had a resounding 11 point lead, actually, sorry, 10 and a half point lead over Dara's second win and RNG's Jesus can, uh, respectively. And after this episode, where once again, the earlobe tribe really dominated, receiving three and a half points from Tasha and another two and a half from Spencer, the league, the lead has only grown. So um, in third place after this episode is Team RN Jesus with 30 points, having received three from Tony after a strong (laughs) showing. Second place is Dara's second win at 32 and a half. You got two from Jeffra and one from both Cass and Trish. Mm-hmm. And then leading the charge at 47 points, a whole Ugh. 14 and a half points ahead is the earlobe tribe <laughs> pacing the group. There still is time. What was last season's score winning score last? You have already surpassed last season's winning oh, last score. Last season's winning score was 43 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. We did it earlier this time. So there were more people per tribe. Yeah. So that's, that's helpful. True. Also, you've got all the idle um, points. Idle, idle play definitely comes into it. Yeah. But you, yeah, lots of points here. <laughs> Thanks for listening, folks, to uh, Outwatch, a Survivor Rewatch podcast. Make sure to subscribe if you like what you're hearing. And even if you tolerate it, we'd love the sub too. Um, and tune in n- next time for uh, our breakdown of episode 10 of Survivor Kagiyan titled Chaos is a Ladder uh, sorry Chaos is my friend and we'll see you next time on Outwatch